This is Aaron Levine, LG Insurance. We're here on location at Tio Taco and Tequila in Marlboro, New Jersey, with one of the owners, Tyler Bennett, better known for his real estate operation, Bennett Realty Group. How are you? Nice to hang out. What's going on? How, what time did you start your day this morning? Let's start there. Well, I am great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to be at Tio, the best Mexican restaurant in the tri-state area. Um, your question, what time did I start? Usual time, 4.45. 4.45. In the cold plunge by when? Uh, I usually do my cold plunging after my, my uh, training in the morning. So I was in the cold plunge about 6.15 this morning. Not a, not a bad way to start the day. And you cold plunge every morning? Every morning. And you have a box outside your house, right? You don't have just like a tub. You have a an ice chest. Like, yeah. Go through it. I have a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends. This is more important than anything else we're going to talk yeah. about is, is the cold plunge. I mean, first of all, cold plunging, you know, everybody's doing it now. You see it. They're doing it for... You know, it's great social media content. I've been doing it for four years now, since before it was a thing. Um, so I have one in my house, one at the office, <laughs> just in case you want to, you know, a lunchtime plunge. If you're um, ever driving by, you can always stop in always. for a cold plunge. You're always welcome. In fact, I prefer our <laughs> meetings to include cold plunging. Um, so, yeah, I have a cold plunge outside and... Um, Every day, I cold plunge. Uh, the health benefits are, you know, the science is getting better behind it, but the health benefits right. are profound. Uh, stress, inflammation, anxiety, clarity, immune system. It's just, it's really had a profound effect on my health. And I always like to say this, what can you do for three minutes? It takes seven minutes to get gas. Okay. What can <laughs> you do this morning? Okay. for three minutes right. that'll return what cold plunging does? So I look at my time valuably, and when I look at that and see the return I get on it, I'm committed and I do it every you know, day. I almost thought that Tyler was going to say, you know, if you want to do this interview, we have to have a sauna and a cold plunge, and we're going to go back and forth, and that's how we're going to do this whole thing. The next one will but be that way. he gave in and, uh, and, and said, let's, let's do it at Tio. So this works too. You know, I just, I'm drinking water. I do need a tequila um, and we'll have lunch, but it's a little bit early at, uh, to get, to get started on there. So cold plunge at the office. You just built a new office building yeah. for your company. You are in commercial real estate, but you started your own brokerage. Yeah. How long ago did you start your brokerage? Go into a little bit of background about the real estate stuff. Yeah. So I've been in the commercial real estate space 17 years now. Um, prior to this company, I owned a company with two partners where we were um, growing a retail-only focused uh, real estate brokerage company. We were also doing development on the side. So I wanted to create a vertically integrated company. So Bennett Realty and Development does has really two columns to it. We have the advisory platform, which is our brokerage. Mm -hmm. uh, we represent buyers, sellers, tenants, landlords. Uh, and then we also do development, where we buy and develop uh, multifamily market rate apartments. Nice retail, shopping centers, and restaurants. So uh, the unique part of our platform is that. I always say every broker wants to be a developer. Right. No developer wants to be a broker and advisor. <laughs> we think, you know, we're driven by service first. Right. And we think there's no question cross-benefit cross, cross of knowing the development space, material space, entitlement process, 
and applying that to our clients. Right. So it's been great. We started the company uh, seven years ago. Uh, we're very boutique, hands-on, client-driven. I don't have aspirations to have you know, an army. We like to look at ourselves like the Navy SEALs. And uh, it's been fantastic. We're very culture-driven. That's why, hence the cold plunge at the office. <laughs> we want people to be themselves. And uh, who else know, at the office uses a cold plunge? I want to know, you know, is it just you? I or mean, do you get the team involved? I've, I have forced a couple of people to dive in with me. But it, it's funny, the other day I was having a meeting with somebody who was coming up from Philadelphia. And I said, hey, I'll leave his name out of it. He said, what do I need to bring for the meeting tomorrow? And I said, uh, workout clothes, because we're going to go for a run a bathing suit and a good attitude and he's nice. like a bathing suit for what <laughs> and he came and so i i do try to incorporate right um meetings and visits to the office in a cold plunge. so let's get back to the forcing your employees to get into the cold plunge you know there's insurance for that you know we want to stay away from that forcing employees to do anything piece of the puzzle but you know suggestive selling is uh, a little bit better yeah. and <laughs> that's what i said I, that's what i said i didn't say forcing <laughs> you know we're not holding anybody's head underneath no way. the uh, the 42 degree water no at, at that point you know so i'm gonna have to get a cold plunge i don't know if i'm putting one at the office but at the house you know my wife will be like what the hell are you doing and you know i'll say tyler told me to get it and that's it and your wife might adopt it my she, wife doesn't she'd be all now. i think she'd be all in because she's in all these hot classes She'll so when she gets home you know, for her to get into a cold plunge might it's amazing. You know, be totally beneficial for her. So I think it might have to, uh, to, to get, to get in on that. So we're in a funky economy right now, right? So yeah. where are you seeing with development and retail leasing and, and everything else on the brokerage side? I know there's two different pieces to that, especially with habitational and retail. Like where are you seeing your challenges right now? I mean, there's no question. Most of the challenges are about, you know, the self-fulfilling prophecy of the recession forthcoming, which is just causing, you know, doubt, maybe warranted, maybe not. But, you know, empirically, the rise of interest rates has uh, not impacted us as much as you would think, but has certainly sort of started to lag on the impact. Okay. Um, you know, small business owners, tenants that borrow money to, to build out their stores, right. investors, owner operators that are buying restaurants or warehouses generally finance their purchase and their acquisition. Right. So, you know, interest rates have without question added to that line item of their carry cost. Um, but Aaron, it's funny. I, I would say it's more the, the level of, or the lack of optimism and the okay. lack of clarity that sort of stymies growth. We're in a space where people need to generally feel good to mm -hmm. spend money to invest in opening restaurants and stores and and buy investment properties um so empirically it's definitely interest rates but anecdotally the the just the constant barrage of recession 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 and it's you know every small business owner that we talk to right we do a lot of restaurants we do with small business owners people starting businesses are the ones that are in the more challenging space because they don't have a track record right right they don't have a track record to borrow money. They don't have a track record of earning and creating opportunities for adding labor and making and turning a profit. You know, so I worry about those folks the most that want and have a vision, but can't afford to bring that vision to life because of the way that interest rates are and, 
you know, how scary the news is. And I don't watch any news at all ever, you know, but people that know how to do it can weather the storm and we can always refinance when rates come back down. But we're in a business on the insurance side where small business owners only look at us as an expense. I'm being forced to buy insurance by my landlord. I'm being forced to buy insurance by my bank. Well, when a car drives through the window, the insurance is the one that's going to put the wall back together and cover the loss of business because it's going to take two months to get the restaurant repaired again. And we just did an Instagram reel, you know, where a car actually drove through a window where two people were podcasting. We should have been sitting in the window. That would have been funny. We could have, you know, not had a car drive in. But if a car was driving in right behind us while we're sitting here, it's out of control. The restaurant has a duty to protect us, to make sure we're safe inside the restaurant. You're my guest today. You know, I have a duty to make sure you're in a safe environment. And the vehicle driver, you know, probably doesn't have good insurance. You know, they probably have low limits. And I can't trust what other people's insurance is. We have to make sure that we do it right for ourselves as business owners and operators of vehicles. I don't even want to, I'm not even getting into the personal side of it, but there's so much risk transfer that goes into the insurances that small businesses only look at it as here's a line for insurance. It's an expense. Well, when it hits the fan, you don't want it to be an expense anymore. You want it to be that risk transfer vehicle that's going to build you back up again and help you get back to where you were without additional monies coming out of pocket. So I see there's a lot of that and inflationary insurance, social inflation is what we call it on our side is through the roof. And we're handing out 20% increases right now. You know, if I can keep somebody below 10% on their increase, I'm happy. Like I call that flat, right? Regular inflation at 8% right now. If I can keep somebody under 8%, we're good. You know, I'm handing out 20%. I'm numb to it at this point because I'm handing it out to everybody. And it's not me making the rates. It's me doing the best I can to negotiate with the insurance companies on behalf of consumers, you know, whether they're in the retail space, development space, um, or in, in, in home ownership. We just had a terrible story to tell right now. Um, I had a builder call me the other day, Aaron, I need help. Okay. I had a house blow over that was just framed out. Okay. Did the homeowner have the builder's risk? He's like, yeah, but I found out that the homeowner bought a cheap policy and they didn't have wind coverage. In Avon, New Jersey, this home blew over that was framed and the homeowner chose to save $2,500 and buy the cheaper insurance policy and have no coverage for the windstorm that blew through and took the house down. Now it's out of pocket $150,000. Ouch. That's painful. We all want to save money, but... Now this guy's out $150,000 when for an extra three grand, he would have been safe and sound again. Covered, yeah. You know, so it's wild. And sorry, I went off on a total tangent there, but (laughs) passionate about everything we have have going on in here. So tell me about some of the projects you're working on right now. Yeah, so uh, we're obviously in Tio Taco and Tequila Bar, which is uh, an emerging uh, four location uh, scratch kitchen Mexican concept. that I had the opportunity to invest early on. Early on, uh, we have three locations in New Jersey, one in Delaware that recently opened, as I think you know. And um, this is a really exciting time in the restaurant space, mm-hmm. um, even post-COVID, um, probably more so than pre-COVID. People want to go out; they want to have fun. So right. we're very active 
um, in the strategic planning on the tenant representation side. Nice. Uh, with Tommy's Tavern and Tap, Tio Taco and Tequila Bar. We represent a number of grocery operators. We represent uh, a number of uh, our owner operator business has expanded dramatically as well. And that's, okay. that's the guy or gal or business owner that maybe has an 18,000 square foot warehouse, needs to upsize. Um, we do a lot of investment sales throughout the East Coast where we place a lot of private capital okay. um, into stable net lease uh, credit worthy assets. Um, so we're very active in that space. And we have our core stable shopping centers that we, we lease for our long-term clients. So the advisory side, uh, candidly, is, is very active across multiple fronts. We just started a multifamily platform nice. uh, since we're doing multifamily on the development side. Uh, so we are now on the multifamily advisory side. When you say multi, what, how many units are you talking? Our focus is 25 to 100 units. Okay. So, I mean, 20 to 200 of course, and the, the core geography focus right now is, is in New Jersey. Okay. So we're looking to assist and advise owners that are looking for an exit, as well as buyers that are looking for placement in that space, which is always, 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 always an active space. Sure. Um, and then on the development side, we're, we're, um, we have a number of projects, multifamily projects in Union County. In particular, we've done a lot in Plainfield, the city okay. of Plainfield. Or, at the time, five years ago when we started, everyone said we were nuts. <laughs> uh, now, if you go there today, there's building booming happening right. everywhere. There's cranes in the sky. Um, so on, on our development side, because we're, we're smaller and more hands-on, you know, we don't do 10 projects at once. It, it, I can't have it pull, pull me away from running the business mm -hmm. and, and servicing the clients we have on the advisory side. Right. So it's purposeful. Um, and because it's hands-on and we're not this huge fund that's just the plowing hundreds of millions of dollars in right. deals, um, we try to you know, do one, complete, move on to the next. But our development pipeline is is got a number of retail projects as well in it. Awesome. So yeah, we're, uh, we're busy. That's good. Busy is good. You know, development is good. Construction is good. New restaurants opening up is good. There's another Tommy's getting ready to open up in Mount Laurel in the yeah. next couple of months, right? That's right. I think we're pretty close on that, and hopefully some new lease signings coming soon. Yes. Um, you know, as the as the words in the wind travel. Um, so let's talk about what brought us here, right? So we're at Tio. You know, um, the late Tommy Montfiglio brought me in to the business from. Day one, right? I was in Seabright when there was a construction trailer in the backyard um, when everybody thought he was nuts for developing that property. Did you bring that to Tommy or were you? did you come in after? When did you come into the... No, I met Tommy after that was open. Okay. I was a customer. Okay. Um, I was there at the grand opening, which uh, was a fairly tough grand opening. Right. Um, because of the amount of bodies in the crowd. <laughs> I, was, I, I remember vividly I remember with my that. wife. And I said, this, this place is special and, um, I got to meet this owner, you know, I got to meet him. <laughs> and one of our managing directors, right. um, introduced me formally to Tommy probably a year after Seabright had opened. Okay. Um, and that, I remember that conversation vividly. Um, we met in Seabright, he was being, you know, uh, courted by other brokers and sure. advisory firms at this point. Uh, the restaurant had was was a booming success. Sure, 
the diversity of the menu was very sought after. A lot of people knew about it. And as brokers do, they wanted to meet an emerging brand and, and mm -hmm. you know, roll it out. So I met Tommy probably seven years ago. Um, and I saw something in him and he saw something in me that I think just happened naturally. Right. I right. do think I remember vividly. He said to me, what do you think? He had one location in Seabright, one Tommy's Tavern and Tap. He said, what do you think about going to Brooklyn or Manhattan? Now, as a broker, <laughs> if we do deals in Brooklyn or Manhattan where the price per square foot is substantially higher than the suburbs, right. we are paid a percentage of the aggregate net rent. Mm -hmm. So our fees are substantially higher. I'm right. talking five, 10 X. So it, it's hard to answer this question with <laughs> no. And I said to him, if you want to go to Manhattan or Brooklyn, you should find another broker. Because if I take you there at a million plus a year in rent right. on your second location, right. operationally an hour from your existing and you don't make it, I'll make a lot of money, but this won't continue on. Right. And I, th I do think looking back that he, cause he said to me later on, you know, you're the only broker who said that to me. Everyone said, go to Manhattan, go to Brooklyn. <laughs> so what we did after that, um, there was no infrastructure, right? We've worked with and rolled out, you know, hundreds of Chipotle's and Wendy's and Buffalo Wild Wings. And, and these are corporate tenants that have a rollout process. And we've been involved in their strategic planning, but they have construction, they have legal, they have right. store planning and ops. It was just Tommy and I. <laughs> and so I introduced him to the idea of, you know, a market penetration plan. Okay. And, and the, I guess I could say, I mean, the secret sauce was connecting the dots. Right. And the connection of the dots allows growth to, to accelerate substantially higher. Okay. So I put forth a strategic plan based on where Seabright was operationally. Where can we open and operate? Geographically, where Seabright <clears throat> is, is a dog always, except for Tommy's Tavern and Tap. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that one. That's a hard dot to and, connect and to that anything. Was, <laughs> but we did it. But you we did, did it. it. We right. did it by going to Western Monmouth County. We went to Freehold. Right. By going to Staten Island, where a lot of New Yorkers come down for the right. shore. So the benefit of opening in those two markets first yep. was we had brand awareness. And, and a lot of what we do as advisors is, is not just finding and seeking the best real estate. It's, it's strategizing. And, and so I think once he saw that and then we opened Freehold and then Staten Island, it was like, holy cow, you know, <laughs> I get the power of this dot connection. Right. And then, you know, we had our strategic plan. Mm -hmm. the, one of the biggest challenges, Aaron, was that the, the, the unrivaled success of the Tommies and the diversity of the brand almost equated to can't lose location. Right. Meaning it didn't matter where we put it. And and the Seabright location broke every rule in the book. Right. 180 degree market with the Atlantic Ocean, seasonality. Um, obviously, it was right after Sandy. It wasn't a vibrant downtown, poor parking, poor accessibility. <laughs> it just broke everything. <laughs> so so we had he had to adopt. Right. That was sort of the anomaly. Okay. And we're not going to seek duplicating <laughs> that because that's a big risk. Right. Um. And, and, you know, as, as it grew, he understood and that, that parking was paramount. Everybody in New Jersey has a car. Sure. Everybody has a car everywhere. Sure. So we were successful in opening two and three. But, I mean, I'm forever grateful to him for entrusting me. Mm -hmm. I mean, he really 
gave me the opportunity to to lead the way on the real estate and expansion. And, you know, I think it was, it, he looked at it as a two-way street, you know, in so much that when we work with a client in a space, we don't work with a competing client. Right. So we had other brands we were representing that were long relationships, but I really saw it and continue to seek that entrepreneurial family run business. I mean, that lights me up. Right. You know, the corporate guys are great, sure. but <laughs> you know, a one quarterly miss on the market of earnings yeah. and the phone call comes in, we're pulling the deal. We're pulling, you know, right. Whereas with Tommy's, it was, there was no real estate department. Right. We would drive around to a site tour and he'd look at me. I feel it. And I'd, I'd be going through this book of all this data and showing them competitions and sales volumes. Doesn't matter. I feel it. And I'm like, and, that's but, it. But the, and that's a good <clears throat> restaurant tour, right? You're going to feel the yeah. market, you know, just by a couple of drive-bys and, and, and understand what's going on and, and the vibe. And, and the Tommy's menu, right? The Tommy's menu is appealing and the Tommy's service is providing, you know, the right hospitality experience, right? We want to go out for an experience. And we get that when we go to Tommy's. We get that when we go to Tio's, right? We don't get that everywhere, but having the right service between corporate service and mom and pop is super important. You know, I think you get that blend with where we are. And, you know, you were talking about Tom and, you know, the trust that he kind of, the, the feeling that he gets when he was working with you. And that was kind of the same thing. That was the same relationship that we, that we had, you know, that I still have with the family um, you know, Tom put trust in me to be able to ensure everything, do it right. And obviously beat me up about pricing every which way we could possibly go, but that's part of the business, you know, but I would love, I love getting the texts like, ah, signing a lease. Can you, you know, I've got to do a lease review. Like, you know, so those, are, you know, it was all cool stuff. Um, as the business continued to develop and continues yeah. to grow and, you know, that's how we were able to come together and, you know, and it's great to, have you leading the charge and then, you know, Daniela as part of the team and everybody else that's on the team for the growth of these restaurants is phenomenal. And the family's still working hard behind the scenes and doing everything that they can do. Shout out to, to Christopher, get some sleep someday. Um, <laughs> Never going to happen. <laughs> Never going to happen. But, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a good ride with the, with the restaurant group and, you know, I'm excited for it to, to, to continue and, I like hearing about the way you're strategizing and, and putting things together and, you know, putting that plan where when you were driving around with Tommy, it was like gut feeling, gut feeling, gut feeling, but still within your strategic plan of here's how we need to expand the geographic market. Don't go straight to Washington, D.C. when we're still only in New Jersey, right? Let's, right. let's creep through Delaware. You know, you have the two locations in Delaware now open. And now expanding west, Mount Laurel opening shortly in front of another top golf where Edison is crushing it. That area, I don't even know what you call it. It's like a small city over there now, right? With Top Golf, the go-kart track just opened up yeah, in the, it's same the largest spot. largest indoor go-kart track in the United States. Have you States. gone driving it? I have. <laughs> I have. It's pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, that's um, awesome. I gotta try that. But you know, that I, sounds like a good team outing. Like take everybody out, great close the outing. office for a day and go to Tommy's. You know, then Tio's, then go to the go-kart track. Right? Whatever. So drink, drink. Yeah. Just make sure you wear a helmet. <laughs> they have a breathalyzer or we're good? <laughs> I've heard they do that late uh, at night. All right. So we'll have to figure that one out. That'll be fun though. Yeah. So anything else you want to share with us? I mean, I know we're kind of coming up on time, but it's been a great conversation. Yeah. I mean, I think, 
you know, overall, I get asked a lot, where do you see things? And, and you know, I can only speak from our side of the business. Right. And I mean, I'm an eternal optimist. I don't really play the doom and gloom game. You know, interest rates rising is where we, we probably need to be. Um, you know, the inflationary pressures hurt everyone. Business owners, Main Street, maybe not, you know, Wall Street as much. But, right. yeah. um, you know, I think now is the time for any business owner, and we're spending a lot of time doing this, on focusing on your core clients, okay. focusing on, you know, what's the strategy and addressing the concerns. Not everything has to be transactional. Right. Right. So a lot of a lot of our clients paused or have taken a pause or may take a pause. So we want to address that and talk to them about that and and give them data and insight uh, where we see things mm -hmm. for the well capitalized people and business owners. The the opportunity that's ahead of us is generational. I mean, I hate to say when things are down, things are great. But Byron, as you know, I mean, this is when. Tommy's was a perfect example. We were opening restaurants <laughs> when the world was closed. Everything was closed and three the, leases were signed. And the opportunities that were coming, and I remember that conversation, and he had the foresight, the vision, the optimism as an eternal optimist to say, you know, it, it's it's now or never. Right. Changed the entire platform of that business. Sure. I'm not suggesting everyone go all in, but it's something to think about for well-capitalized business owners and individuals. Um, and I just think, you know, we're going to continue to grow our business on the advisory platform. We're, we're seeking, you know, brokers. Uh, we always are, but they have to be the right humans first, I always say. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking for people that believe fulfillment doesn't just come from the amount of money you make. Uh, we spend more time in our offices and in our, at work than we do it with our families oftentimes. So we're looking for the right people. Uh, people that are outside the box thinkers, people that are entrepreneurial, and we're really excited about some some new announcements that are coming on the client awesome. side and on the business side. That's great. So I'm I'm excited. I mean, I recognize the challenges. Now the Aaron's of the world really show their value, right? Because when things are humming, it's like Aaron, give me a price. You know, John, give me a price. I'll take the cheapest price. Now it's we're gonna earn it. Yeah. We're going to earn it. I like the eternal optimist, you know, mindset in the cold plunge, wherever it is. Um, this was a great conversation. So Tyler Bennett can't wait for part two in the cold plunge in the sauna. Watch it. <laughs> you heard him. You heard it here. We're doing it. It's Definitely on. Definitely doing it. Thanks, Aaron.